0: Welcome to episode number 91 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today we are continuing our series on faith. The title of this particular series is Faith to Receive. I've been teaching a lot of different subjects on faith and how to receive a greater faith. I know that God wants our faith to be stronger and greater. He gave us all a measure of faith when we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So I want you to join with me today and anticipate God doing something very special in your life in this message. Today's topic on faith is entitled, Greater Faith is in the Blood. Now, today I want to make some promises to you that I believe, if you'll listen closely, ask the Holy Spirit to help you, and ask the Holy Spirit to guide me as I bring this lesson to you, I pray, Lord, that their faith, Lord, would increase. And so let me give you a promise that as you listen to the scriptures that I'll be reading shortly, there's something in them that will speak to you. I'll point certain things out later in the podcast, but I want you to anticipate here hearing something from the Holy Spirit today that will give you a stronger faith and a belief that God is going to use you in a great way. In addition to that, today we're going to be discussing how we can gain faith just by understanding what the blood of Jesus is. You see, we've heard most of our lives as Christians a lot of talk about the blood, a lot of discussions and things that we do in church services that relates to the blood of Jesus. So I believe there's great power, and I know that if you're a believer, you've probably come to understand that also, that there is great power in the blood of Jesus so today you're going to be blessed and today i believe we need the holy spirit to guide as we go through this lesson on the blood father i pray you would bless and anoint everything that comes forward today i pray that the holy spirit would quicken my heart to bring forth things lord that will help those who are listening in today and i pray lord as we open up your word and read from your scriptures that you would help us father to get clarity and understanding father that you would help us to catch the concept of having greater faith through the blood of the lamb our lord and savior jesus christ thank you for this awesome Opportunity. I pray you would anoint it now in Jesus' name. Amen. So, before we get into the teaching today, let me just give you a couple scriptures I think that might start to build a foundation of what this is all about when we talk about greater faith is in the blood. I'm looking to Ephesians in chapter 2 and verse 13 in the New Living Translation. I'll read you the verse in just a moment. But we're talking about oneness and peace in Christ. You see, in order to have greater faith, we've got to have peace. We've got to have oneness with Christ. We've got to have that relationship and that understanding that God has placed in us the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so therefore we can move forth in unity and believe that God can bless us in every area of our life. And maybe if we lack the faith we'd like to have, we'd like to see that faith increase, why don't we just claim that in today's lesson and let's believe as we read these scriptures that you're going to increase our faith through it. So I'm going to read you right now in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. It's talking about our oneness with Christ. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. One, you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Now, why is that? Why is that so important to understand that? You see, because once we understand it's the blood that brings us together, it's the blood that has all power in our life, it's the blood that brings on the promises of God, that we now can move into a new realm in our relationship with Jesus Christ, and understanding of what God's word says, and understanding that we can have greater faith, a greater power in our prayer life, and see things happen that we never dreamed dreamed. dreamed were even possible. You know, I can remember years ago when I was a young man, I would go to church and they'd be singing songs about the blood of Jesus and there's power in the blood and all these things. And I didn't really understand what they were singing. It sounded good. I liked it. Didn't understand it, I guess I should say. is because I hadn't really studied and understood exactly what the Word of God has to say about the power of the blood. So let's go a little further and read a couple more scriptures and see if we can't get a better understanding of the significance of the blood of Jesus and an increase in our faith. I am going to read right now 1st Peter chapter 1 and verse number 2 from once again the New Living Translation. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and His Spirit has been made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed Him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Now, here's kind of a first step in the in our goal in achieving a goal of greater faith. We've got to understand, first of all, that when we become a Christian, the blood of Jesus has been shed over us for the forgiveness of our sins. And now here Peter's talking about, as a result, you've obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of the lamb and therefore something new is taking place in your life. See, when we're cleansed, we're cleansed from something. We're cleansed from something bad to something better. Anytime you clean an old shirt up and you freshen it all up, it's new and it's now it can be used properly again. And and that's the same thing with us. The Holy Spirit cleanses us and we're now able to be blessed and used in a greater way than we were before. So you can tell I'm getting excited about this teaching because I love to talk about the blood of Jesus and the power in the blood of Jesus. Let's move on and look at another verse in 1st Peter chapter 1. Let's go down to verse 19. You see my energy seems to be picking up because I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming over us right now. And I believe that God's going to release into some of you. Some of you, if you, as you listen to this scripture, you're going to sense a power of the Holy Spirit come upon you that you will receive greater power in your faith and believe for greater things than I believe you ever have before. So let me read from First Peter chapter 1 verses, let's say 18 and 19. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life with which you inherited from your ancestors and the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver verse 19 it was the precious blood of christ the sinless spotless lamb of god well i'm telling you i just sense the holy spirit in that reading right now and i believe There's people out there that are receiving a greater strength and a greater faith and understanding of what God did for them. You see, Jesus shed his blood, and his blood had great resurrection power. And I believe that resurrection power was provided for us that we could have greater faith. And that is one of the ways to believe that the blood of Jesus was designed to do more than just give his life. It was designed to give us a great life, an amazing life, a powerful life, a life filled with faith, a life filled with joy, a life filled with peace. And I believe that's the lesson today we need to get out of this, that when we're seeking greater faith, we're really wanting a closer walk with God. We're really wanting wanting to be able to have that connection through the Holy Spirit to believe that when we pray that things are really going to happen. They are going to happen. They're going to come to pass. We're going to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. And so I believe that for you right now. So right now, just take a second. I've not done this in many podcasts, but I just feel the sense of the Holy Spirit. But if you'll just believe with me, I'm going to pray over you. Father, pray anointing would now go forth over those who are listening in that they would start to receive greater faith, Father, in their belief in Jesus and the resurrection power that his blood had, and that resurrection power would flow through them. And they would see a greater level of comfort and faith and confidence in their relationship with you, which will in turn increase the faith that they have for praying for their needs for the needs of others. I believe that and I call it forth now in Jesus' name. Amen. Earlier in this podcast I made a comment. Thought I'd refer to that and kind of talk about some more just some practical things dealing with the issue of the blood of Christ and the ability that God gives us to increase our faith. From the day I became a Christian, honestly, I've heard preachers, evangelists, pastors, just all kinds of people talk about the blood of Jesus. You know, there are a lot of songs that were written about the blood of Jesus. There's, you know, power, 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 and the wonder-working power, and the blood of the Lamb, and songs that glorify Jesus and talk about and praise the Lord for what he's done and the shedding of his blood. With all that, it made me think tonight as I was working on this that we need to catch and get an understanding of how important the blood of Jesus is in every aspect and every phase of our life. It's one thing when we get saved and that's the most important thing that can happen in our life. But then all of a sudden, we have to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. An encounter with the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in us. He comes to us when we receive Jesus Christ. But then to pursue the Holy Spirit and to seek his guidance and direction because he is our counselor, and he is our director. And he helps clarify things and when we read the Bible, he helps open it up and clarify it to us so that we understand what's going on. The Holy Spirit will direct us and give us help in making decisions and just everything in our life. Well, all that goes along with the power and the significance of the blood of Jesus. The scriptures I've read to you talk about the power that these apostles knew about in the blood of the Lamb. And when Jesus was crucified and he shed his blood for us, he loosed an amazing power on this earth available to Christians, to believers, to those who've given their life to Jesus Christ. If you've not given your life to Jesus, Christ, and you've never made a commitment, and this is a little confusing to you, let me just say that right now, if you're questioning whether you're going to go to heaven or not, or you're questioning whether you're right with God, why don't you just bow your heads and repeat this prayer, and just say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins of my life. I know I've sinned, and I repent of them. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he gave his life for me and that he shed his blood for me for the remission of my sins. So at this time, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it with all of your heart, Jesus came into your life. And I can tell you right now, things will start changing. The Holy Spirit now dwells inside of you. And now you got to get a Bible. You need to get a good church and get together with good Christian friends and start to grow in the Lord. And as you grow in the Lord, you'll find more and more and get a greater understanding about the power of the blood of Jesus. And so you'll hear a preacher from this time forward talk about the blood from the pulpit or read something in a Christian magazine or a book or something, and it talks about the amazing power of the blood of the Lamb. And when I say the blood of the Lamb, I'm referring to to that's Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. So I want to talk a little bit more kind of in this tone as we continue on this podcast. You know, as we we pray, people, you'll hear people sometimes say, I plead the blood of Jesus over my child or over my son or over my husband or over my church or over my finances or over my health. What they're saying is the protective power of the blood of the Lamb is what they're calling forth and pleading that over them for protection. The blood of Jesus is also mentioned often when you take communion. You go to a church and maybe you've gone there for a while and all of a sudden they have a time when they're going to be serving communion and the pastor or associate pastor or someone up there is serving communion. If this this is a regular Protestant type church, you'll find out that they'll refer to the juice or the wine that they use, representing the blood of Christ, and then the unleavened bread, which represents the body of Christ, the broken body of Christ. And when they talk about the blood, they talk about... That blood was shed for the remission of our sins. And Jesus says, when often often as you do this, when you take communion, remember me. He says, do this in remembrance of me because he wants us to remember the significance of his shed blood. He wants us to remember the significance of his broken body. I've told a lot of people when I pray for them that they're going through a financial problem or going through a physical problem, that during communion, they should then claim that power of the blood of the lamb over the circumstances in their life. And especially when it comes to physical problems. When people are experiencing physical problems, conditions, health problems of some type or another, they need to get out the the Bible and get to the book of Isaiah, and read some of these scriptures based upon Jesus and the crucifixion that he went through. So let me read to you from Isaiah chapter 53, starting, let's say, at verse 4 in the New Living Translation. It says here, Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. They're talking about Jesus, even though this is Old Testament. They're talking about the Messiah. And as we thought his troubles were a punishment for God, a punishment for his own sins. Verse 5, But he was pierced. That's Jesus was pierced for our rebellion, that's for our sins, and crushed, it says, for our sins and errors. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Now, we're talking about his blood being shed so that we could receive healing in our body. Now, if God represents this in so many ways in the Bible, the significance of the blood and the broken body of Christ, this is talking about healing for your body. And you should claim that. And if you have a sickness right now of any kind, we can just simply say, just pray for you. Father, anyone who's listening in right now, Father, with any kind of a physical problem, we claim and plead the blood of Jesus over them, Father, because Jesus was pierced for our sins and our, our rebellions, and he was beaten. His body was beaten and broken so that we could receive healing, and he was whipped so we could be healed. So, Father, we claim that now for those out there who are listening who may have physical conditions in their life, Father. Now, if we can do that, and the blood of Jesus is that powerful to be able to pray that way and believe that way, then why would we have any problem with understanding that we can see our faith increased because of the blood of the Lamb? Our faith can and will increase as we believe and trust in the blood that Jesus shed for each and every one of us. We must never forget the power of the blood is the resurrection. The resurrection power of Jesus, which means bringing life into something that's dead. And Jesus was dead and pronounced dead and three days was in a tomb and resurrection power came to him through the power of the blood that he shed. That's resurrection power that's available to each and every one of us today. So if that type of power is available, then we've got to then claim it and we can believe it for greater faith, having greater faith to believe for greater results in our life. The title of this particular session has to do with greater faith is found in the blood of Jesus. I want you to believe that and receive that. I want you to understand that the more we learn about the precious blood of Christ, the I believe the more will increase our faith and our understanding of the great power and the resurrection power. Kind of reminds me of a situation that took place in my own life here several years ago when I was diagnosed with bone marrow cancer, multiple myeloma, they call it. And there was no cure for it. There still is no cure for it. The doctor said, well, basically, sooner or later, you'll die from it. And, you know, that was just kind of what his sentencing was. And he's a nice fellow. And and I said, well, doctor, if your medication stuff doesn't work, then how long will I live? And he said, well, probably about six months. And he said, but there's really one good thing about it. Now, when he said the six months, I told you in a prior podcast how I respond to that. As soon as he said, you've got about six months to live. This doesn't work. I looked at him and just said, basically, so therefore you're trying to scare me with heaven. And that was the power of the Holy Spirit that helped me to have a good response to someone who was not talking about Jesus and his faith and miracles and the blood of Christ. He was just talking about what science is and what science thinks that they know. And through all that, I wanted to glorify God. And so I was able to do that to the doctor and the doctor was touched by it. And I'll talk more about that in future podcasts. And I've also talked a lot about it in prior podcasts, so let me just kind of take you a different direction in that visit that I had with the doctor after we were discussing the time that he said I had to live and those types of things, he, he just looked at me and he said, well, you know, he said, there's only one good thing about what you've received here. And I, I thought to myself, well, I know the Bible says that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So I have to assume that this thing would work together for good because God would make it happen that way. So the doctor wasn't ready to hear all that yet. He heard about that in future sessions and future appointments I had with him. But on this one particular session, he said something that quite Really inspired that this these podcasts I'm talking about today, and it even inspired one of the chapters in my book. I've written a book entitled "Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing." What that means is is calling forth those things that are not as though they are. What it also means is is that you can bring life into something that's dead and the title of that one chapter that I wrote in that book is, it's, it's in the Blood. That's the chapter title. I think it's chapter number 16. But I'm kind of pulled a couple of notes out of there, and there's a story in there that kind of reminds me of something that was very impertinent to this teaching today and this podcast. And that has to do with the doctor making a comment. And he said, well, the good thing, remember, he said, the good thing about this is he says, we can follow this and we can monitor this. He says, because it's all in the blood. And when he said that, something just went off in my heart. In my mind, and I believe the Holy Spirit just sparked something in me, and I said, oh yes, doctor. You'll find that out soon enough that it is all in the blood, and what I'm referring to is the blood of the lamb. That's Jesus Christ and his healing power, and you're going to see the power of the blood, and be revealed to you and be reviewed to others here at the hospital as God heals me and takes me through this. And he didn't quite understand all that, but in later days he would understand more and more about it. But when he said it's in the blood, I told him, I said, that's so true for your life and for my life and for the life of everybody here at this hospital. And so it became kind of a point of reference between him and I and the nurse and the hospital people. And I've talked to them because anytime they would talk about the blood, I'd refer to the significance of the blood that Jesus shed on the cross, and that puts power in our lives for forgiveness and for healing and for strength and for resurrection power. And you can do it in a way in your own life to people who are open to it, and those people who are not, you can back off a little bit. But just simply, you don't want to run them away and make them think that you're some kind of a spooky person. Because there's some people when you talk about the blood, they think you're actually talking about pouring blood that's going you're going to be involved with. They don't understand that it's just simply a reference to the blood of Jesus. If you're going to be talking to people about the blood of Jesus. Then be sure you understand who you're talking to, what their faith is, and what they understand about it so that they don't get confused and think that you're off on some kind of an unusual tangent or something. But it's you can get the direction that you need from the Holy Spirit, from a good Bible teacher, someone that can maybe instruct you on how to talk about the blood of Jesus and the power and the glory that comes from that resurrection power. I'll give you give another story that I'd like to share with you and that has to do with when I was told I was diagnosed with bone marrow cancer that it it was all in the blood, I got kind of excited about telling our church about it and telling them that this will be an amazing opportunity for a step of faith for all of us to believe that God to do something great. At the time, I really wasn't thinking that the blood of Jesus can bring forth greater faith in each and every one of us, but that's exactly what happened in my own life. You see, I was diagnosed with something that was incurable and yet my wife and I believed that God would be there for us, as he had always been. You know, we were expecting to see God's healing power take place in my body, and when I told the church about this diagnosis, I said that I was looking forward to the day when I would announce that I had been healed by the blood of Jesus, that my blood would be healed by the blood of Jesus and that gave me greater faith, and it gave the church greater faith, and I hope at this time it's giving you greater faith. You know, my wife and I, we knew that that I was facing a life-threatening challenge. We knew it would not be easy, but it I didn't want my circumstances to keep me away from my healing. We decided that we would think of the day that I would be healed rather than think about the circumstances I was going to go through. So once again, the blood of Jesus was going to heal my blood. So therefore, thinking about that blood gave me and my wife additional strength and faith to believe. And as we went through the process, and it was intense, we endured daily medical appointments and specialists and on and on. It went on for months and months. But what was amazing was is that my body just started to get Stronger and stronger and my faith and my wife's faith began to grow and grow greater. Imagine having weekly discussions with your wife or your spouse, you know, about how long do you think we're going to live and how long until what the doctor is saying you're going to die and then look at each other and say, well, that's what the hospital says. But we believe that the Lord is our healer and that the Lord is going to let me live as long as he decides to win how long I would live. He's sovereign. And it'll be his decision. And even though the hospital is doing their job and doing what they should be doing, and I understand that, we had a great power than the doctors, the medicines, and what the hospitals have to offer. And we thank God for that. So as the weeks went by and the months went by, our faith just seemed to get stronger and stronger. And as we would encourage people each and every time we went in for another treatment, which was every week for eight months. And I look back on that and I think, wow, God took me through the care of the whole thing. I didn't realize all the situations we would face, but there was always the glory of the Lord at the end of each and every appointment. After the diagnosis, my wife and I went back home. We reread Romans 4.17 again. You know, It's the example of life coming from death. And it's about Abraham being told by God that he was going to put life into Sarah's womb and he would, that they would be the parents, if you will, of many nations. And it came to pass. And it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And, and we believe, started to believe and to trust God and claim life from a death sentence and believe that the blood of Jesus had great power to increase our faith. And it did. We claim God's God's promises to that we, we would see it soon. And it started to happen amazingly, very quickly. Almost immediately, my blood reports started to improve. I'm not a doctor and I don't completely understand all the blood counts in medical terms, but we understood how to trust our God. You see, the doctors were also amazed at my recovery. One doctor said that he only had one word for the fast pace of my improvement. He says there's only one word that would describe what's taking place. And he said, and that world is miracle. He said, that's exactly what I'm seeing here before my eyes. It's literally a miracle. That shows you the power of the blood. A non-believing doctor who is a believer in science only had to confess that it had to be a miracle from a source and a power greater than him. We believe that if God could heal a blind man and bring life into Sarah's womb, that He could heal my body, and the same would be applied to you. So therefore, let the blood of Jesus and the power of resurrection and power of bringing life into something that's dead and gone increase your faith right now. Within weeks, the cancer became less and less active in my bone marrow. When I was first diagnosed, the doctor told me three-quarters of my bone marrow plasma cells were malignant. He said, do you realize that? Three out of every four of those cells are malignant in your body. Then he said, now with only eight weeks of treatments... We can't find a single cancerous cell in a 100,000 cell sample. Now, according to my nurses, my lab work showed readings that had put me in the category of deep remission in a period of only eight weeks. Now, although I still take a chemo pill, which I do, it's for maintenance, my daily life is as normal as it has ever been. Six years later, six years later, I have no side effects from it. They test me every 90 days to make sure my blood is still stable because as as you know, and I know, and as Jesus knows, and now the hospital knows, it's in the blood. So they're testing my blood to see how things are performing. And they're absolutely perfect treatment results now for over six years consistently. Soon, they're going to probably want to take me off this little maintenance pill of chemo. It's a very mild pill, but it could be that it's just not necessary from here on out. So I'm going to trust in the doctors, and I'm believing that God will give me the wisdom to know to make the right decision. Now see, some of you might be shocked that I'm even taking a pill, but I don't have a problem with the pill because you see, everything that's in that pill contains the creation that God made on this earth. I asked the doctor that one time, is there anything in these pills that you wouldn't have found... For from this earth that's been created? And he said, not really. He said, it all came from things that were here on earth. And he said, I never thought of it that way though. I said, so therefore this is this little pill is God's creation and you finally got smart enough to know how to put it all together to help people and to help people's bodies. Anyway, let's move on. When we are told about a cancer or heart condition or that a major organ may fail, we must look to the God who created our body and our blood. We must think about the God who gave his only son as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins. Now, at one of my appointments, my doctor said the best thing about treating my diagnosis is that it's all in the blood. And I mentioned that earlier in this podcast, and that's important for me to restate that. As a believer, we must all believe that our healing is all in the blood. That's the blood of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So I believe in that. I'm a living example of that. I'm a walking example of the power of resurrection, of that blood in my life proven to flow through me and flows through my body and flows through your body. And every believer who knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior has an opportunity to call upon Jesus and his precious blood for protection, for healing, and for salvation. So I'm going to close this up right now and I'm going to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move in a very special way in your life and going to reveal to you exactly how to receive this message and how to let this message become part of your life and part of what you believe in. We need to pray and ask God's hand and direction about our needs and the needs of others. And we must then tell God what we need and thank Him for all that He will do and believe in advance. So we're going to start to pray with an attitude of calling forth those things that are not as though they are. Hoarding now to the power of the blood of Jesus. And watch it happen. I believe it. It's going to increase your faith. And as you see others get healed and you see yourself, your life change, you're going to see your physical needs being met and your emotional needs being met because of the blood of the Lamb. You're going to believe that that blood has caused an increase in your faith, an increase in your confidence, your confidence in the Lord, that He is able to, to do every one of the promises that He's given us throughout His Word. I'm going to close this part of this podcast with this scripture found in Ephesians chapter 30 and verse 20 in the New Living Translation. I use it from time to time throughout these podcasts. It's one of my all-time favorite scriptures, but it's so important for us to believe it and receive it. So now, by faith, your new increased faith, receive this scripture and believe it for your own life and your own circumstances. And it goes like this. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work in us. accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, New Living Translations. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that this talk on faith in the blood of Jesus will go deep into the hearts and the minds of those who are listening today. I believe, Father God, that they'll have a renewed strength, Father God, and they'll start to receive faith like they've never imagined before. And that, Lord, that faith will be manifested in their own life and manifested in other people's lives. And I pray that there would be an impartation of faith, Father God, from you through the blood of the Lamb into the lives of each and every person who's listened today. And I believe that we'll take this, Father God, this teaching, Lord, and believe it and live on it and stand on it and believe for God's promises in our lives. And I pray that those who are listening in, Father, would be blessed, Father, that they'd be healed, Father, that they'd receive comfort, Lord, that they would not worry or be anxious for anything, Father, that they would trust you with all their heart and lean not on their own understanding and in all their ways acknowledge you, Father God and you'll direct their path and be with them, Father. I pray that they'd receive, Father, your word that tells us that you're a very present help in times of trouble. I pray that they would believe your word when it says that by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we are healed, and they can claim that healing power, Lord, through the blood of the Lamb. I thank you for it, God. I thank you for the great opportunity I've had this day to bring this message to those who've tuned in. I pray you would bless them and keep them. May your face shine upon them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'd just like to wrap this up by letting you know that, God, God is faithful as you've been hearing me preach and teach about now for weeks and maybe months for those of you who've been here with me as we've gone through other issues and various topics about quality christian living living a high quality life a life filled with faith and with joy and believing that god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above Anything we can imagine or think and living a life like that, I thank you for it, God. And I pray, Lord, that that's changing lives. And I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here, Lord, who would like to get more from this teaching, they could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and pull that up and they'll see on there a number of books that I've written. One is the one I'm using as my outline for this series on faith, which is entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing, based upon Paul's promises and his teaching of the promises of God to Abraham and Sarah. Father God, I believe, Lord, that they can use that. It'll be blessed by it, Father, and it will be a blessing to them and to their families, Father. And I pray, Father, if there's those, Lord, who would like to register and sign up for my podcast, then they can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever they get their podcasts. So, Lord, once again, I thank you for this opportunity, and I pray for those who are listening in, Lord, would tune in for our next episode that will be coming up shortly, and it will be entitled receive greater faith through the promise in Romans 8, 28. I'm not going to quote the scripture right now. Most people know it, but if not, you might want to look that up so that you'll be ready for the next episode we'll be bringing to you. So with that, once again, thank you for tuning in. Let your friends and neighbors know about these podcasts, and I pray that they'll be blessed by it. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next episode, until next time, I just pray that God will richly bless you.